everybody, and welcome back to the Making a Musical podcast, Summer Break Edition. I'm your host, Jose Wigand. This podcast follows the development and execution of the critically acclaimed new musical, Good Morning New York, which opens off-Broadway at the Players Theatre January 9th, 2020. The producer and OG host, Jacqueline Thrapp, is out raising money, so I'm taking over season three. But wait, wait, oh wait, I don't have time to Hi guys, and welcome back to the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host for summer break, Jose Wigand, and today I'm here interviewing cellist extraordinaire, Tyler James. He's on tour with the U.S. Miss Saigon musical, and he's here to tell us all about his, um, his journey through that and his life as a touring musician um, and his life performing with the musical. Oh, thanks for having me, Jose. <laughs> thanks for being here. Okay, so first of all, tell us about the show. Say, say, no, say I know nothing about it. What's the show about from your, as much as you know? Uh, so this is uh, Schoenberg's uh, reimagination of Puccini's opera, Madame Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of taking place in Japan, it takes place during the Vietnam War. Uh, so it's about a U.S. soldier who... Uh, falls in love with a Vietnamese prostitute uh, and there's lives and stories together uh, throughout the end of the war. Okay. And how long have you been on tour? Uh, I've been on tour technically since last September. Okay. And how did you get this job? Uh, So I went to school in New York uh, and one of my professors uh, recommended me for the gig, and okay. I met with the conductor and the mm-hmm. music director, and uh, now I'm here. Now you're here. So tell us a little bit about life as a touring musician. What's your schedule like? What is performing this every night like? Um, what cities have been some of your favorites? And do you hang out with the cast and crew? Um, any other musicians? So, it's definitely a non-traditional lifestyle, uh, mostly because you are working when most people have off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Tuesday through Fridays, uh, my day is usually pretty clear, okay. except for an evening show at 7.30. And then, the weekends, uh, I'll have a, two shows on Saturday and two shows on Sunday. Then Mondays we have off, which is usually our travel day. Okay. So do you are you flying all over the country? Are you driving? Are you taking a bus? It's mostly flying. And on the occasion that two of the theaters we have are close enough that it's uh, easier to drive, then we'll take a bus. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, I'll buy out of my plane tickets and rent a car. Okay. Or take my own car uh, to travel from destination. But I love driving. So that's... You prefer driving over flying? Yes. If it's, if it's not like across the country or something, yeah. Um, I, I love driving, so it's nice just to be alone with your thoughts for for, for a couple hours. <laughs> I get that. As far as uh, hanging out with people, like, sure, it's like, they become sort of your work family. Um, so you, you build lots of friends, lots of really close uh, relationships. Uh, people go out, have mm-hmm. drinks after a show. Um, 
when we come to a new city, usually there's certain destinations people like to go to, whether it's the local zoo or local coffee shop or a good bar. Um, so we'll sort of make plans together to to um, to go out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I'd say especially this group of people works really hard to make sure that everyone's included and everyone feels uh, uh, engaged and has a, a, an active social life. Okay. So how big is the set? <laughs> what is the, um, like, what is the production? Like, how many trailers are there? Or do you not know any of this? Like, how um, long does it take to set, so set right, this up so at the new theater? So that's kind of the tricky thing about this show is that it's just so massive. Right. It's about, I think, 12 or 13 Okay. Trailers worth of stuff, um, and what generally happens is after the Sunday evening shows, the crew will stay up all night, mm-hmm. uh, loading everything up, and then they'll take uh, a sleeper bus to the next destination, and then spend almost another twenty-four to forty-eight hours setting it up. Wow. Um, and sometimes it's really close. Like sometimes, uh, it'll be seven. 25 before a 730 show we mm-hmm. still hear like stuff happening on stage um wow. so it's the crew is under a lot of pressure to try to make sure that uh everything is safe and secure before the actors uh, mm-hmm. get involved with it and how many actors are in this show i don't know the exact number i want to say it's somewhere around 40 wow okay yeah so it's a pretty big a fairly large cast right and how many musicians uh, i think there's 12 or 13 of us Okay, that's is that average for touring musicals? Um, I've never toured the show. Before. I feel like that's. I think this, small. this is large for a in-house touring orchestra. Like oftentimes shows, they'll, they'll hire locals. Shows will hire locals mm-hmm. as they go, and they'll have certain members that are always there. Right. Um, but compared to the Broadway production, it's definitely much smaller. Okay. The Broadway production had a full violin section and. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the Broadway production. So it opened 1991, correct, on Broadway, at the Broadway Theater. And then it had a revival in 2017. That sounds right. So were you a fan of the show before you got the job? No, or did, no. you didn't know anything about it? I, I, I mean, I'd seen Les Mis. I knew about Schoenberg. Um, and mm. I had heard of the show. But I'd never seen it or been involved with it in any way. Okay. Um, and are you, are you a fan of the show now? No, I think as I started listening to it more and more and getting ready for uh, the rehearsals in September, I did find uh, the, the music is just gorgeous. And there are places, particularly mm-hmm. um, in the cello part, where uh, it's very exposed and very uh, lush beautiful cello writing mm-hmm. um, so that way I sort of fell in love with it for sure okay and what were rehearsals like how long were how long did you guys rehearse if, if I remember we we rehearsed for about we the, we as in the band we were there for about two weeks of tech okay um, in New York in Providence Rhode Island the, the cast had gotten together in New York maybe about a month before we met up okay and they were rehearsing going over blocking um lines etc etc and then we all met up in providence mm-hmm. i think we had two or three days of full rehearsals with just the band 
Um, and the whole Cameron Macintosh production team was there. Uh, Mr. Schoenberg was there. Wow. Um, who gave a very uh, moving uh, speech about the orchestrator, um, who is no longer with us, um, which was very special to hear him talk about his mm. his uh, his old friend. And uh, from there, uh, we started working with the vocalists and and the actors and the and the acrobats. Uh, and then we had a full run of uh, of uh, of performances in Providence. Okay. And how long were those performances? Uh, do you mean individually or? I mean, how many weeks weeks were you there? We were in Providence for about a week. Okay. Um, and the show went to D.C. Sorry, the show went to San Francisco, uh, D.C. and Chicago. Okay. So do you kind of make your way across country or do you, ha- do you just hop around? I... It's it's a little bit random. I noticed that uh, the bigger cities tend to be a little bit more like hopping around. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for instance, we did a run of shows that were sort of uh, in Buffalo, Rochester, mm-hmm. uh, the upstate sort of New York area. Um, we did some shows that were in Texas, sort of like Dallas, Houston. So I think we tend to to sort of keep it close, but. There's been a couple times where we'll go from North Carolina to Ohio, then back to North Carolina. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, a lot of that just has to do with the way we travel. Like, everyone's by plane now. Right. So you can just bounce around the country whenever you want to. So do you... How many producers travel with you? Does your booking manager travel with you? Is it the whole team? Or are they kind of planted in one city? Do you mean... By producers, do you mean the, like, people who, like, book the tour? Yeah. Okay. Because in mind, because a producer is someone who, like, pays for stuff. Well, do you have directors that travel with you? Yeah, so there's a a British gentleman, I, I can't remember his name, um, who is the sort of main director, and then we have sort of an in-house director that travels mm-hmm. with us. Um, okay. And then there's the, uh, uh, our conductor obviously travels with us, and he's in charge of of uh, keeping the show on track and then uh, we have the people who deal with all the logistics of travel and, and the logistics of uh, of tour life in general as far as excursions and mm-hmm. booking our hotels etc cetera, etc cetera. okay and how many people would you say is working behind the scenes oh in the crew right I couldn't give you a number my guess would be around 15 Okay. But there could... Yeah, I, I'm not willing to... I wouldn't bet on that much, that number. Um, but it's... Yeah, it's uh, It's kind of interesting, because it's kind of these three unique groups of people all sort of coming together to create something. Mm-hmm. Um, you have actors and musicians and uh, people on the crew who work behind the scenes. And we're all very different in, in our own way. Um, but we all come together every night to sort of uh, try to create something, something, you know, something special. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a unique, uh, story of, of what different kinds of people can do when they, when they focus on Right. The... That is, that is a, a cool blend. Um, how would you say performances differ night to night? Like, do you notice a huge difference in like the feel of the audience or 
the vibe of the actors, the energy. Well, I think it all plays off each other. So if you have a uh, night where, let's say we have less of a big crowd, you can sort of feel the actors and the musicians feel a little bit more, not timid, but, but not as uh, excitable mm-hmm. as, as when it's an opening night and there's a right. massive crowd and the energy is really high. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course things always happen. Yeah, have the, you had any major mess-ups with orchestra and the actors, like someone forgetting a line or any major disasters? Um, I, I, mistakes happen all the time, but usually it gets back on track uh, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because at this point, we all know the show so well that it, it, anything that goes awry tends to be fixed pretty, pretty fast. Right. Um, I will say that the funniest thing that, that happened was that uh, the character who plays Chris had to be switched out at the beginning of the show. Um, and so uh, Kim ends up, up uh, sleeping with one guy and then marrying a different guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they were both playing Chris, but the optics <laughs> of it were a little bit a little bit funny. Okay. Um, and just, just be honest, what's the worst part of what touring and what's the best part? Like- I, I think the worst part is that it, it can get boring. Boring. Um, because you are doing the same thing over and over again. It starts to feel a bit like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the best thing is the people that you meet. And it's, I think if it's the right group of people that you're surrounded with, it's, it can be a very, very enjoyable, meaningful experience. And that's kind of how I feel about this production because I've just met so many kind, uh, inspirational musicians and actors and crew people and management that... Uh, it, it gives you a, you know, a reason to come to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. But also, I tend to find that I still enjoy playing the show. I just, you just can't, you think about it a different way over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, playing the show is a great opportunity to sort of think about your instrument and think about the mechanics of it and what technical things you can do to create these sort of effects that you want to create in the show. Right. Um, it's also a, a challenge to force yourself to be creative under conditions in which uh, creativity isn't necessarily uh, easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you might think you've already figured out how to play something, but it's important, I think, for any human mind to, to be actively thinking about how can I play this better? How can I play this differently? Mm-hmm. And experiment. And sometimes... Um, I find myself doing that with little things during the show. Nothing that's going to throw anything off, but enough to like where I feel artistically and uh, emotionally involved, uh, for sure. Right, and it's kind of nice that you're the only cellist. Yeah, I well, it's it's just different. You know, when you're playing with other cellists, you're working on blending, you're working on uh mm-hmm. matching styles and matching articulations right. and, and, and not that we're not doing that as a string section because we're always trying to do that but it allows me personally to i feel be a little bit more spontaneous mm-hmm. um and have a little bit more fun uh with with the way that freedom yeah a little bit more freedom as far as what what one can do and what can't do what one uh, a little more freedom as far as what one can do what one can't do true um, lastly, would you be open to being a Broadway pit musician in New York City? Or has this experience been everything you wanted and you're ready to move on to more 
classical concerts. What are your thoughts? Um, I think I keep an open mind to everything. I guess for, it's going to sound a bit cheesy, but I just, I love playing the cello. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't mind where it is, per se, as long as I feel emotionally and, you know, sort of, uh, uh, artistically invested in, in what's what's happening there um, so if that brings me to playing in a Broadway you know show in New York like that'd be awesome or if that brings me to uh, playing more chamber music or mm -hmm. or playing more orchestral music uh, that's awesome too I think for me it's it's more important to to feel like I'm I'm growing as a person because of the environment and the music that I'm playing Okay. Does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. I love that. <laughs> That's all I had. You did great. <laughs> I'd rather stay here and live instead of run. I'm gonna prove myself. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode three of Making a Musical Summer Break Edition. We'll see you all next week. On these city streets. On these city streets.